Berkshire Football Stories podcast is sponsored by the Curious Academy, a skills hub running a sales academy, digital skills bootcamp and data analytics training in Reading. The Curious Academy is all about you and creating positive outcomes, whether that is finding a career, starting a business or just walking away feeling much more confident about life. Their programs are designed for people who have lost their way a bit and are looking to change their futures, maybe rebuild their confidence or be pushed slightly out of their comfort zone in a safe and friendly environment. Group sizes are small to ensure everyone has an opportunity to get involved. The Curious Academy delivers inspirational and fun programs designed to help people wanting to improve their skills, whatever their background. You can find out more at www.thecuriousacademy.co.uk. Welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories Chat Podcast. Me, Rob Davis, Abby Tyshurst. Hello, hello. And Tom Canning. Hello. We're going to be talking about all the football, and, or what little there was this week after uh, all the cancellations uh, that have happened in Bar- uh, the Berkshire area and all the other stories beside. Uh, and with that in mind, Tom, you want to say something before we kick off? Yeah, uh, just really quickly. Um, we said last week uh, we weren't going to talk about the Emma Candy story because we should do a separate podcast on it because it was a serious thing. And then we didn't do a separate podcast on it. And partly because um, we were going to do it on Friday and Abby really lost her voice. And between Rob and I, we kind of just felt that the last thing anyone needed was two guys talking about pregnancy and its effects on women um it just like read the room didn't seem like the right thing to do without abby so um that's that story has since moved on anyway um emma played for the team on saturday sunday and i'm sure we will talk about that in due course but i just wanted to kind of get our excuses in early and apologize to anyone that was looking forward to that um but i just yeah me and rob talking about it probably isn't the the thing that anybody needs so there we go there we go indeed all right well um uh apart from uh deliberating over uh stories such as this tom have you done how has your week been uh it's been all right um have i watched any football no no but i've written a lot about football so yes exciting things to come up there and abby yes more importantly how do you feel I am elated. elated. <laughs> no, I'm not, no, no, I'm, no I, that was that was me being smug about for no reason. No, I'm actually feeling quite grim right now, so oh. I apologise in advance. I sound like I've smoked 40 a day for 40 years, so yeah, we'll see. We're going to see how we get through this. I'm, yeah. I'm okay, but other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm all right, minus being, my odd voice. Being out in the cold last night couldn't have helped anything. Yeah. Don't worry though, I've I had my Arsene Wenger coat on. I've got the layers down to a T now. So I'm actually quite snug. Minus my hands, obviously, because they have to be out tweeting. Yeah. But yeah, I actually have got got the, the warmth on pitch side down to a T now. Very good. Very good. Well, more on that game in particular later. But before we do, we should uh, recap the um the weekend's fixtures and in particular the FA trophy results. <laughs> oh, you feel all right there, Tom, yourself? Sorry. <laughs> that was Tom, not Abby, for any listeners. So, uh, yeah, illness hitting the pod, perhaps. Um, but, yes, we had um, three teams from Berkshire going in the FA Trophy, uh, and all three of them got through. 
Uh, so we now have three Berkshire sides in the last 16, I think, for the first time ever. Is that right, Tom? I think so. I still haven't managed to narrow this down. But like, it makes sense because previously you didn't have as many teams in the FA Trophy. So previously you maybe would have had maybe Maidenhead uh, and Slough, maybe. But yeah, I think this is um, we're in unprecedented territory for sure. Absolutely. Well, uh, to recap, the three teams that went through were Maidenhead, who won 2-0 away at Dagenham and Redbridge. Hungerford, who beat uh, Tamworth 2-1 at home, that was, at the bull pit. And Bracknell, who scored a 95th minute winner to uh, dispatch National League uh, Southside, Bath City, 1-0. Another impressive uh, performance from the Robins there. They go marching on. Yeah, I mean, if you've seen the goal, it's, it's fantastic. What a, what a way to win it! And it's um, it's it's just a, it's just really like if you if you were going into this next round thinking that Altrincham have got it easy, and I know um, they obviously they played Maidenhead United last night. So, um, but if anybody thinks that Altrincham can have it all their own way, um, I, I would not bet against Withers and McClurg. No way, Jose. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. Uh... That's four games against uh, National League, uh, or steps two sides, we should say, uh, in, uh, for Bracknell this so far this season, and four victories. And all of those uh, National League North or South sides are in the top half of their division. So pretty impressive stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, go on, Tom. No, no, that's all just, yeah, impressive is, is the word. I think Absolutely. that's probably a good boost for Hungford Town, isn't it? Considering they're not having a great time in league action. Yeah. No. Hmm, they've, yeah. They've, they've won their last two games now, um, which is handy. They seem to have brought in a few players as well. I'm not sure what the Bristol Rovers link is, but they've got a couple of Bristol Rovers youngsters in. Um, Ryan Jones and Jed Ward in goal. Not Jedward, Jed Ward. Um, I'm sure he's not sick and tired of that whatsoever. <laughs> But yeah, I, I did message Danny on uh, Danny Robinson on the weekend and just said it's great to see you guys winning. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they've got a couple of new players in, and like you say, a couple of wins on the bounce. Um, so hopefully things are starting to look up. They're still at the bottom of the National League South, Hungerford. So a little way to go for them. But um, if they could get one or two more wins under their belts in the next couple of weeks, then I think, you know, they'd be well in this sort of the mix mm. then. Um, and, you know, it brings a couple of other teams into it. So uh, uh, one of which would probably be Slough, to be honest. But um, yeah, it would actually, they'd uh, they'd then be in, in a real battle, which is uh, a couple of weeks ago, you might have said they were a bit detached. So uh, yeah, good things for Hungerford. And of course, Maitland as well, who uh, um, uh, managed to win 2-0 away at Dagenham and Redbridge. Uh, a handy result for the uh, uh, for Maidenhead as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I didn't see them getting a result there at all. I don't. I think they have a dreadful record against Dagenham. Hmm. Um, I, I think that Barnet and Dagenham are their two bogey teams. There may be there may be Maidenhead fans who tell me that there are plenty of others as well. But those two are the teams that I see, they've they've got Dagenham again in a couple of weeks. That'll be the fourth time they've played them this season. <laughs> Yep. Well, um, as you mentioned, Bracknell drawn at home to Altrincham Town, uh, and or Altrincham, sorry, and uh, Hungerford also at home to Farsley Celtic, and Maidenhead uh, also with a home draw either against Harrowborough or Halifax Town. That fixture is taking place tonight as we are recording, so we don't know yet who is uh, to be facing Maidenhead at York Road. Um, 
All the ties due to be played on Saturday, the 11th of February. And the winners go through to the quarterfinal, obviously. So, uh, yeah, exciting times for the uh, uh, for Berkshire, the FA Trophy there. We may have some uh, representatives deep into the competition. Uh, you back um, If you had to choose one side to go through out of the three there, Abby, who would that be? Hmm. Well, considering their impressive run so far, I think I'm going to go for Bracknell. Why not? Wow. Make it oh. <laughs> I like. Do you know what? I like it when I say say my answers, and then you two both go, "Oh my god!" Yeah. I suppose I did say don't bet against them, so I should I? I mean, yeah, they uh, they the team playing. Aside from the uh, well, from three two levels above, sorry. So you know, on paper, it looks like probably the toughest draw of the Berkshire sides. But like you say, they're flying at the moment, and so um, yeah. If like you say, if Altrincham think they're coming for an easy game, I think they'll be sadly mistaken. So uh, yeah, might be a, a bit of a, a tough place to go, especially in in mid February for a team from that far north. Mm-hmm. Are you uh, going to back that, Tom? You're going to say Hungerford or Maidenhead, or uh, um, I mean, I think the obvious one is that Maidenhead should go through. Um, but again, Maidenhead in the cup is always a is always a tricky one to uh, to predict. But I, I think I'd, I'd firmly put my put my my cash if I were a betting man behind Maidenhead. I actually don't know. Haraborough um, suddenly. They're certainly, they're certainly Premier South, aren't they? Yeah, same uh, as Bracknell. Same division as Bracknell. I can't, I can't say I know what, what level FC Halifax are. Oh, uh, they're National League side. Oh, are they? Okay. Oh, maybe I changed my mind then. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's a so, cop yeah. out, Tom. You have to choose someone. It's tricky. Okay, I'll go. I'm, I'm going to go Hungerford. I think. I think they'll go all the way. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Would like you, if you were a Hungerford fan or if you were involved in Hungerford, I presume you would getting, let's say, get to the FA Trophy final day out at Wembley, you'd take that and a relegation? Well, you're if saying... you got relegated but you got to the trophy final, you'd be all right with that, wouldn't you? Or you stayed up and you, uh, didn't get you stayed what, up knocked out in this round or whatever. Got, got knocked out in the next round, yeah. I mean, like mm. staying up, I guess, is is... But like that day out at Wembley, like we all know that day out at Wembley is a bit special. We've, yeah. you know, albeit it wasn't the team, it wasn't our team, but we we've done it with a, with with a, with a local club. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd 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 take that fin- yeah. finishing in the lower reaches of the National League South every season versus yeah. a day a big day out at Wembley that you'll never forget. Chance yeah. of winning. I think, especially as because you can't guarantee that'll ever be a thing again as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like that, that must be most people's like who people who grew up playing football. That must be like the dream, isn't it, to play at Wembley? Mm-hmm. If you're English, yeah. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine Messi was in his little Argentinian village thinking, "God, I can't wait to get to Wembley." <laughs> but yeah, no, I agree. Absolutely, and just looking at the trophy this year, it's quite open. You know, <clears> lots, <throat> of the, yeah. lots of the bigger sides, or you know inverted commas, bigger sides, have been knocked out. You know, Notts County, Wrexham, Chesterfield have all, all gone. I think I'm right in saying Southend, who are sixth in the National League, are the yeah. highest-ranked side still in it. Uh, Altrincham in 10th, uh, you know, it's one of the tougher draws uh, Bracknell could have got, like I say. But uh, you know, there's not, there's only a, a couple of top-half 
National League sides left in it. So, mm. you know, wherever you are in that draw, you could be, you know, get through this round into the quarterfinals and you're thinking, why not? A day out of Wembley isn't that far away. Yeah, I, th- I think, um, I th- yeah, I, I, I think I think I'd, a day out of Wembley with a chance of winning a trophy, that's fine. Absolutely. If you're if you thinking back to when Birmingham City got relegated but they won the League Cup, like if you're a Birmingham City fan, you've forgotten that you got relegated, but you'll always remember that you won the League Cup, and I think I think that is the end of it. There you go, there you go, indeed. All right, well, we'll move on to uh, to Reading Women now. Um, uh, last week, Abby was constantly telling everyone how uh, Reading Women were definitely. Uh, going to be staying up this season. Is there any doubt in your mind after the weekend's fixtures where Reading lost 3-2 at home to Everton and bottom place Leicester managed to get a 3-0 win against Brighton, closing the gap to Reading there? How are you feeling at the moment, Abby? Slightly more concerned or are you still confident on uh, Super League status for next season? I'm not sure confident is the word. <laughs> we We will be there, I think. I think Leicester and Brighton... Of just bolstering us right now, but as I said to you before we before we started recording, I think we will be the Leicester and the Brighton next season. We will be struggling with relegation battles and things like that. Well, I mean, we kind of are now, aren't we? So we definitely will be there. I'm I'm, I'm really trying not to be so bleak about Reading, but it's it's they make it difficult. They do make it difficult. Although from watching the highlights from the Everton game. It is, I don't know. We just, we just didn't make the most of the chances, I think. And I don't think it was necessarily clear cut that Everton would have won that. I think it probably could have gone either way. Um, but yeah, they just managed to hold on to that lead. And I think we it was 2-1 and then it was 3-1 and then it was 3-2. So yeah, just a bit of sort of back and forth. I don't know if either, either side especially stood out. Um Everton seem to be having a bit of a better better season as well. So, yeah, I don't know. But I just I don't think the rest of the season is going to be an easy journey, that's for sure. Um, and that worries me for next season as well. And I think you, you said about what is it that we need? And I said we need Deanne Rose back because we need a striker. So I looked at goals and that that is such a big thing for us. So Trollsguard is the one who has currently scored the most goals for us and she scored three. She is sitting a bit further forward. That's where she tends to sit within the national team. And so I think Chambers has actively decided to push her a bit further forward. So she's a bit more of an attacking midfielder this season. But still, three compared to the rest of the WSL being our top goal scorer is nothing. We've got, I think we've got 12 goals in total. Some strikers have already scored that many goals. So, yeah. Well, that, that front line of um, Dowie, Harris and Rose last season was actually quite terrifying. Even, you know, you could look at that on paper and go, that, ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah. And, and they've admitted, you know, the fact that both of the two of those players have been out injured for a lot of this season and another seems to be out of favour. Um, you know, you can see where the problems lie. Yeah, absolutely. Well, but they, are, they are scoring goals. They are scoring goals, though. Not enough, though, and I think that just makes such a difference. <laughs> not not, they're not scoring enough when they let in three. So no, you're you're absolutely right. Mm. Yeah, most players have got a goal to their name. I think we've got yeah. maybe six or seven goal scorers, and it's a goal each. And like, yeah, so yeah, like you say, Dowie seems to be out of favour. She's got a goal to her name. Harris hasn't scored any goals this season. So 
yeah, it's like like, like we talked about last week, not having Rose there has really been quite detrimental to us, I think. Yeah, Reading have a, a bit of a tricky run coming up as well. They've got Man United at home this weekend. Uh, they're there away to Liverpool. and uh, But after that, they face uh, home, West Ham at home. West Ham having a very good season. And uh, after that, it's away at Arsenal. Um, I mean, out of those next four games, how many points do you see Reading picking up, Abby? <laughs> <laughs> Loaded. <laughs> um, I'll be honest. I don't think we're going to get anything from United. This they've already United have already beaten us four 0 this season, and mm. they've they've there's been a little bit of movement in terms of the transfers window this month. But actually, they've, they're still stacked in terms of it. We haven't beaten them since I think 2021, and our team is incredibly different to then. So. I think arguably weaker than it was when we played them and beat them. Um, we had the likes of James and Fishlock in there. Um, I think who were a bit more clinical with taking chance or just were a bit more willing to take chances. Um, so I don't think we'll get any points there. Um, Liverpool is potentially a chance to take some points, yeah. but I don't know if that's necessarily with West. Like I, I think I say, I think I've been saying it every year we've done this now. What? How many are we? Three seasons in or whatever. West Ham are just our our bogey team. I don't like. I don't know what it is. Whenever we play them, it's just always the most bizarre game. Um, sometimes we seem to be able to beat them, and other times they just absolutely hammer us. So I don't really know. Um, Arsenal again. I mean, like they're in a title race, aren't they? So. We could, we could, like, we could shock, but who knows? So, I'm not optimistic. I'll be honest. Maybe two, two points from from four games potentially, possibly. But now maybe they'll go and surprise me, and we'll end up with seven or something odd like that. So who knows? Who but knows? yeah, realistically, I don't think there's too many points coming our way. I I think the rest of the season is tricky because the games after that as well. I think it's Brighton followed by Leicester as well. Mm. So they're going to be must wins for us. So um, if yeah, if I think they win. If Reading win both of those games against Leicester and Brighton, then then that's that's job done, really. Yeah, yeah. But, like just staying in tenth spot, isn't it? Just winning those two games, yeah. job done. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's incredibly underwhelming, well, isn't it? I'm not saying it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> of course. I looked at I've looked at some stats as well this week and things like that, and like. In terms of accurate passes, we're eleventh of twelve. So that's yeah, just that's not great. And we're eleventh in big chances as well, which obviously sounds odd, but that just means we're just not creating them in the first place. I just think we don't seem to be. We're not like we're a team with spirit, but we're not dogged enough. I don't think there's too much happens. Sort of like it's very nice passing within the midfield and then just it goes forward and then there's nothing beyond that. We're just, we're not, yeah, we're not taking those big chances often enough. And then equally, we're on 16 yellow cards this season as well, which I think is second. So we're timing tackles all at the wrong point and things like that. So we're dogged in the wrong areas. I was going to say, with lots of yellow cards mean that you are quite dogged, just... But no, I don't think it does. No. Not not in the well, maybe it does, but not in the right sense. No, we're, we're, just, we're talking in the wrong areas, aren't we? We're timing tackles in the wrong places and probably tackles that actually could be where we move the ball forward better. I I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a manager, am I? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, to but don't yeah. say things like that. That's the end of this entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't listen to my opinions. I'm not a manager. <laughs> I think our credibility went long ago, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So I think it's going to be a tricky rest of the season for us. Absolutely. Like we're ha- we're at the halfway point, aren't we? At this yeah, after more or less, Everton's yeah. game. So yeah. Um, yeah, just obviously there's things off the pitch as well that are happening as well that are probably impacting the team too. So I don't know. It's a, it's a bit bleak right now, to be honest, to be a Reading fan. I can't lie. Oh dear. Well, uh, not to be too dare on you, but you, there's another team you wanted to talk about in Berkshire on the women's side of the game that are also um, struggling a little bit at the moment. Yeah, so Maidenhead as well, they're having a bit of a tricky time. I I don't know if they've changed the restructure, but I was having a look at the table this week and I think they are in the danger zone right now because I think they, they've changed it so that two teams go down and they're only just kind of being kept up um, by... Oh, who else is below them? No, I can't remember. <laughs> um, I think it's St Orstall who came up last season um, or came up this season rather. Um they have got games in hand over them, which is obviously a bonus, but they are both sitting on three points right now. They've got one win, seven losses. Um, also only doing worse because they've got one win in 10 losses. Um, but they're, yeah, they seem to be having a bit of a... I think they're having a very similar problem to Reading, actually. They're struggling to find any kind of prolific striker. Um, I think their top goal scorer has got three goals. So, um, yeah, they're having a very similar problem to Reading, I think. Because if you look mm-hmm. at those who are at the top of the table, Cardiff, Bournemouth, um, I don't think Swindon are, but I think they're in and around the goal scorers. They've, they're in double figures already. And I don't think even Maidenhead have even got that at this point. So, but I do, I will finish this point on a positive, though, is that they've given lots of debuts to people this season. So, and they also had uh, Lydia Vitesse, who was their first to come through the academy. So she's come through the pathway. So I think maybe it's more about their introducing new people into the team and younger people into the team. So not that I obviously want them to be relegated, but potentially if relegation was to happen, it would mean that they could have a season where all these new debuts and these younger players get the right experience in the team. So I don't know. Um, Ed and his coaching staff seem to be a bit more consistent in terms of their managerial style and things like that. So actually, maybe there's some sort of big grand plan. Um, But yeah, right now, sort of objectively looking at the table, they're struggling. So um, I think they also are sort of midway through the season, potentially um, at the end of it. So no, they are. Yeah, sort of. I think they've played. They're only a third, really, realistically for it. So actually, they've got loads of time to sort themselves out and... I think they're out of most of the cups as well. So I think probably just just trying to push on in this kind of two thirds of the rest of the season will be on their on their list of things to do, really. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's not all doom and gloom for Maidenhead. No, I mean, they've got games in hand and the teams around them. Um, like you say, they're on, uh, they've only, there's only St. Austell below them in the table. So, yes, they're in the relegation zone, but they're um, three points away from safety as it was at the moment with um, Larkle Athletic ahead of them but Maidenhead have three games in hand over Larkle and so yeah there's a bit there's there's uh, some certainly they're not out of, um, out of touch and perhaps with these new debuts um, that have been given in the first half of the season you'd hope that maybe they would start to sort of um, blossom a little bit and they're 
uh, they would start to find their feet and in the second half of the season. So, you know, perhaps something uh, potentially to look forward to for Maidenhead. But uh, yeah, a couple of uh, perhaps slightly concerning league positions for our Berkshire women's sides there. Right. Anything else to say on those two before we um, move on? No, no, that's no. my doom and gloom chat for today. <laughs> well, doom and gloom chat for today. Well, um, we will shortly be talking about something a bit more upbeat in the Ascot um, and Reading City game. But before we do that, we're just going to have a little break. Join us afterwards. Berkshire Football Stories is sponsored by the Curious Academy, skills hub running a sales academy, digital skills boot camps, and data analytics training in Reading. To find out more, head to thecuriousacademy.co.uk. There you go. That's uh, advertising. That's <laughs> advertising. Brilliant. Well, thank you for those messages. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed them and you'll hear more from our sponsors uh, in the next episode. But back to the football and uh, one game that survived the weather and the cold last night was Ascot uh, hosting Reading City in the... Was, uh, was it on? Counties. Was it on? What do you mean, was it on? <laughs> well, no, I, I, I saw a bunch of messages of people asking Abby if it was on. Oh, I see, yes. I just wanted to check. There's a very was... specific reference to a message that I sent <laughs> to only Tom. <laughs> no, I was just fed up of people messaging saying, is the game on? No, I've just sent these tweets out for fun. Yeah. Well, uh, Ascot's 3G pitch surviving the cold snap and allowing us to have some local football on uh, Tuesday night where they hosted Reading City in the Combined Counties Premier Division North. The clash between the top two sides. Uh, Ascot eventually running out 2-0 victors and uh, extending their lead at the top of the table to, am I right in saying five points, Abby? I haven't got it in front of me. Seven. Seven <laughs> points. Oh, looking ominous. Um how did the game go, Abby? You were there. I was indeed. Uh, well, Tom, you should have come to this one. It was much better football. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure Jamie and Simon won't mind me saying that. It really was much better football. Um, no, it was great. Yeah, it was a really good game. And it was, um, I mean, as expected, we went in nil-nil at half time. Um, I think everyone was sort of a bit nervy that it might be the same as last time where we had 87 minutes of nil-nil and then... Well, Alfie Grant scored a great screamer and then Reading City bit back and scored their own decent goal. So um, I think people might have been a bit nervy that that's what it was going to be. But no, I think we... Um, I'll be honest, I, do, I think we did play the better football. So um, that's why we won 2-0. Um, and I am immensely excited for when we get the VO footage back to see Usman Lavastani's goal because it was outrageous. Um, I, I don't know. It just seemed like it was a slow motion. Um, and he just, he was on the ball. Like he was an absolute nightmare down the wing as it is, as he always is, as always as he always is. But um, yeah, he just had a little bit of space, a little bit of time from about 25 yards out and just absolutely like smacked it. And it was outrageous. Yeah, really was. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing the footage for that. Um, but yeah, no, I think, it, but genuinely, it was a really fantastic advert for the combined counties as well. Um, it was a really great game and Reading City didn't lie down to us, even though 
we'd gone one nil up and then yeah as he sealed the deal with us for two nil and but yeah right to the end 90 minutes it was very decent the, the crowd was good there was 315 people there last night I think yeah. we probably would have drawn a decent crowd anyway but I think it helped that obviously there's lots of games off so yeah. people are sort of coming from far and wide to have a look but yeah the, it was a really great atmosphere um so and a really good game from the officials as well I think Although I don't know if Simon or Jamie would agree with me. <laughs> I, I think they genuinely did have a good game. So, um, yeah, it just, as I said, a really good advert for a top of the t- table clash. Um, and, yeah, I think, um, congrat- well, actually, I will have to say congratulations to Jamie as well for, for beating a club record. And I think as well, also, but congratulations to Simon as well, because I think he tweeted last night saying, um, if you'd have told me at the beginning of the season that we'd go 17 games unbeaten, I'd have laughed in your face. So, yeah, I think just two managers really having a, a very good time in terms of how their teams are performing and uh, the team spirit as well with both sides as well has been really decent. So, yeah, I can't kind of run out of superlatives again of how to describe how great it was. <laughs> mm, absolutely. Uh, Ascot, I mean, for us to say, perhaps perhaps not you, Abby, looking... Um, Looking in a strong position, we're, we're reaching the halfway point for uh, a promotion push. Uh, like you say, seven points clear. Um, Reading have a game in hand over Ascot, but a lot of the other teams uh, pushing them, uh, Ascot have actually played fewer games than, you know, Egham and Flackwell uh, in third and fourth, respectively. Ascot have played two fewer games than both of those sides. So it's looking pretty promising at the moment. And um I mean, you've got to say that promotion is the ambition for Ascot. Whether uh, uh, that happens at the end of the season remains to be seen, obviously. But uh, both Berkshire sides, Ascot and Reading, very uh, very good positions about uh, about the halfway point. Um, I mean, the start of the season, we expecting to be seven points clear come halfway. Abby, would you say? She's disappeared. She's disappeared. Sorry, um, I was looking at a different screen. I, I sus- I'd, I'll, I'll answer for here. Um, I would imagine that um, at the start of the season, Ascot had would back would have backed themselves to to win the mm. league title. Certainly, that would have been their aim. Yeah. Um, I think um, that perhaps Reading City would have not necessarily thought they would be in second. But if they win those three games of hand over the uh, over the two teams behind them, um, Egan and Flackwell, then I'd, I'd say they're nailed on for second, and you've got a Berkshire top two then. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one going up automatically and then a, sec- mm. a team who finishes in second plays an interstep playoff with a, a team uh, who finishes third or fourth bottom at step four. Uh, I think those games, or I'm pretty sure those games are uh, arranged geographically. So it's nothing to do with points per game or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's trying to avoid uh, teams having to travel long distances in those scenarios, but uh, it's this will be the step four side that hosts, so it wouldn't I be at uh, Scours Lane, it'll be wherever the step four side is. Rob, can I just take a second just to um flag? I haven't noticed, uh, but Virginia Water creeping up the table, yes, absolutely. They've got three games in hand over um over Egham and Flackwell in third and fourth. And they've got games in hand over Vernon and Edgware and Kingsbury just above them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, maybe the playoffs are just a little, a little too a step too far. Um, well, I'd say it's just the there's no playoffs, are there? It's just the second place. <clears> oh, so, of course. Sorry, yes. Um, sorry, I was playoffs. I was thinking of Division One, but mm-hmm. yeah, Virginia Water just just creeping up the table there in in seventh. Good, you know, good for them. Good, good yeah. on them. 
Absolutely. I've seen them a couple of times this season and they think, you know, very well organised, uh, well drilled mm. side with some pace and some skill up front, up top. So, uh, yeah, they look really good. And um, yeah, the, I think they've won both times I've seen them play this season. And uh, yeah, some some nice players and they create some really good chances. So I'm not surprised to see them top half of the table there. And uh, yeah, like you say, a few games in hands, they might be able to push up into uh, maybe even the top five or so. That would be uh, really impressive for them, especially considering they've had a few seasons sort of mid-table, mid-lower half of uh, the table. So good progression from Virginia Water. Right, E-ho. Right. Uh, um, no more to say on the Ascot uh, uh, Reading game. We were going to move on to um, Woodley Ladies, but uh, if we haven't... Oh, Abby's back. Good. Right, hello, so we're going to say uh, just a, a quick note about Woodley Ladies. As you mentioned them last week, they, again, they were one of the few games that survived the weather at the weekend, and they racked up another win. So uh, they have a uh, game this weekend against third place Penn and Tyler's Green, at third place Penn and Tyler's Green. And win that, and they'll be top of the table um, come Sunday night. Looking pretty handy at the moment, Abby. Anything more yeah. to say on them after we, uh, we um, you know, spoke so fondly of them last week? Not really. Just they're, yeah, they're just unstoppable right now. And another clean sheet as well, which is really <laughs> fantastic. Um, yeah, they're just having a really great season. Just found a really good rhythm, it appears. Um, so... Yeah, fair play to them. Just keep it going, really. It's really great to see. And um, yeah, there just seems to be a real nice buzz with the team right now, sort of on the off and on the field as well. Um, I think it's Molly and um, Ellen who do their social media and it just looks really great right now. And they're really utilising um, Andy from Oakmist and all of his really fantastic mm. photos. So yeah, I think that makes a real difference as well. Um, just makes you, makes you want to see them do well, really, doesn't it? So, yeah, just Absolutely. long may it continue. And fingers crossed for a decent um, promotion. Sorry, not relegation. Yeah, promotion, yes. <laughs> uh, so still a few games to go. There's um, eight teams in that division, so 14 league games to play. Uh, Woodley have played nine uh, on 22 points. And uh, Milton United, who are above them, have uh, played one game more and on 24. But uh, like we say, Penn and uh, Woodley facing Penn and Tyler's Green this weekend. And a victory there. We'll see them leapfrog Milton as Milton are not playing on Sunday. So, yeah, good luck to Woodley on that one. Tom, you looked poised to say something there. Uh, oh, I was just going to point out the Long Crendon kit against Woodley, uh, which was glorious. Um, <laughs> all the hallmarks of um, Denmark in the late 80s. Absolutely magnificent. <laughs> wow, I'd love to have a look at that one. I haven't seen the photos. Well, as I said, head over to Oak Mist with Andy. He's got, or yeah. even Woodley's um, Twitter account as well. There's, there's photos galore there. Brilliant. Okay, then. Uh, well, before we shoot off, let's pick out some games to watch this weekend. We'll start on Saturday with the men's games. Uh, which are the pick of the Berkshire games? Tom, I'll let you go first on this one because you know, oh, you're always so I well prepared. loaded the page yet. I'm just loading it now. Right. Abby, do you have a, uh, a game that you <laughs> like to Always, Rob, always. I'm always weekend. prepared. I always do right. my homework. Exactly, yeah. Go on then. Um, there's a few you could pick from. Which one am I going to go for? Um, I am going to pick Sandhurst versus Bedfront in Ooh. Division 1 of the uh, combined counties. It's a bit of a random one, slightly, I feel like, because it's not especially, it's not kind of, I don't think it especially jumps out from the page, 
But my point is that Santos are having a very good season, as we've discussed last week. Yeah. But Bedford are also only two places outside the playoffs. And they've got a few games in hand as well. So essentially, either side is a must win, I think. Well, not necessarily a must win. It's not, they're not in any danger and we're not at that point of the season yet. But I just think it'll be a good three points for Santos to just keep steadying the ship in the position that they're in. Also, I think Bedfont will be interested in bumping themselves up the table. So Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a nice pick because uh, Santos haven't actually played this year so far. They've, the last game was on the 27th of December. And so uh, they've got a few games in hand over the teams above them. Uh, they currently, like you say, sit in third, but they're only five points behind Langley, who are top of the table, and um, Santos have five games in hand. So, yeah, they're, 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 I'd imagine Santos' um, sites are still very firmly set on automatic promotion and the, and the title. So, uh, yeah, getting 2023 off to a winning start is a... Um, would be a good way about going about that. And yes, bang on, Abby. Great pick. So, uh, Tom, over to you. The page must have loaded by now. It's definitely <laughs> loaded. It's it's fairly it's fairly quick if you do it in good time. Um, I mean, the, the obvious one that bounces off the page is Reading City v Windsor. Yes. Um, I think I'm going to try and get to that one if I can. Oh, at least for at least for a little while. And we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. But yeah, that that one looks like the pick of the bunch. Um, yeah, for me, it's worth mentioning that Maidenhead are playing Dagenham this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Reading, uh, yes, like you say, the chance to get back uh, to winning ways and uh, uh, hosting Windsor, who are you know having a bit of an up and down season. They're in mid table mm-hmm. at the moment, twenty points from twenty games. So uh, uh, both sides in need of a win for uh, different reasons, really. Uh, so, yeah, interesting game there. And Berkshire Derby, always very good. Uh, one game we haven't actually mentioned and we should call out, of course, is the rearranged FA Vars fixture. Uh, not in Berkshire, but uh, Ascot travelling to Buckland Athletic uh, in the FA Vars. That's happening this weekend. So, uh, uh, Abby, are you going to that one? I will indeed be live and direct. Oh, very nice. Very good. sunny landscapes of Devon. Yeah. Devon? I think you're going the wrong way there. Buckland Athletic is... Uh, in Devon. Plus- in is Devon. it in Devon? Is it? Yeah. All right, I thought it was in Sorry. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's in Newton Abbott. Ah, okay. All right. Well, Where I, were you going? I was going completely the wrong way. If I'm uh, being honest, Rob, when I first saw it, it was Buckland Athletic, I, my head immediately thought they were in Buckinghamshire. So don't, oh, right. don't, but I, I did have to look it up. And it oh, I'm, I'm thinking of your previous round. Where were you last round uh, when you went uh, to... When you went played Little Common. Yeah, that's it. In, uh, or, in fact, I think it was probably the round before or that when you played in teeth. Sussex. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm getting my rounds middled up. I've been out of the country for five weeks. Give me a break. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. I lost it. I lost, the, I lost the train. Yeah. <laughs> but Buckland Athletic, that will be yes, a uh, one to call out. But uh, absolutely there. So, yeah, I'll use that as my pick, even though it's not in Berkshire necessarily. Um, But, yeah, good luck to Ascot there. Now, uh, let's move on to Sunday and have a look at the games there. Go on, uh, Abby, I know you're prepared, so pick pick out one of the fixtures. Um, there's lots of cups happening this weekend, so there's lots of random fixtures. But I think I'm going to go for Division 3 South. I don't think it's necessarily a box office game, but we do like a Berkshire, all, an all-Berkshire tie, don't we? And it's uh, Burfield versus Taplow. Um, Burfield are, I wouldn't say struggling, because the bottom four teams are all on four points right now. But... Um, 
they they had a fairly comfortable season last season and then having been promoted they're sitting just above Fatcham and sort of sandwiched in between actually a few Berkshire sides so um whereas Tapler are doing a little bit better up in fifth so yeah not a box office but I think it's just nice to have an all Berkshire tie isn't it so yeah I would pick Burfield versus Taplow in Division 3 South of the Thames Valley Counties. Very good indeed and Tom who uh, which game are you picking out from the list there? Um, I very much liked the look of uh, I think to be honest Maidenhead United the AFC Bournemouth um, looks like a looks like a, a bit of a tasty tie um, good luck to the magpies in that one um, but you've also got there's a, there's a couple of others in there. I think the um, I don't know what I, Abby. I may end up at Burfield, ladies. Who knows? That, there that, we go. That might be one. That might be <clears> one. Uh, I could pop down there. Um, but yeah, there's there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of games going. Tilehurst Panthers, Ascot United. Yeah. Um, uh, and of course, Reading Women, Manchester United. If you want to see some lionesses in Reading. Um, they will play for Manchester United, unfortunately. Well, I think <laughs> that is going to be a um, attendance record as well. Actually, I'm pretty sure 4,000 tickets have been sold for that already. Oh, so, wow! Be wow. an attendance record. I might potentially go there myself, as there's no Ascot Women's First Team game on. So, um, why not spend 90 minutes crying in the stands? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Why? Why not? Hey. <laughs> One other all Berkshire tie, uh, tie to call out would be in the uh, Thames Valley County Women's Division 1, where uh, Wargrave are hosting Sloughtown Ladies. So uh, another one for you to choose between there. Lots of options on Saturday and Sunday. And for all the fixtures from all the divisions, get on over to our website, the fixtures and results page, and you know, pick yourself a game to go to and go support uh, Berkshire side. So just be careful the lower down you get, because I've just noticed that Mortimer, we've got Mortimer playing twice. So I'm just going to fix that. <laughs> well, yeah. So by the time you hear this, Tom will have fixed it and everything will be <laughs> fine. So good, good. All right. Uh, any other business before we sign off, lady and gent? No. A nope. couple of blank faces there. So that will uh, do for us today. Uh, thank you very much for listening to the Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast. You can, of course, find us online on Twitter at uh, uh, FI Berkshire, um, at, on Facebook, search for football in Berkshire, on Instagram. No idea what the link is on that, but uh, um, I'm <laughs> sure you can find us on Football in Berkshire and even on LinkedIn. And you can go old school to the website www.footballinberkshire.co.uk and find all our articles and content there as well so all Rob, i've just realized i have got one thing to say oh go on then i'm really sorry only because otherwise i think daryl might strangle me next time he sees me <laughs> so i think it was it was last year sometime we we we, we teased why what was happening with Berkshire women and we've just not got round to it but essentially we've not it's not shut down but we no longer use the football Berkshire women twitter account not because we've decided we hate women playing football. Oh, no. <laughs> no, we've essentially decided to streamline, centralise, I don't know, all those good buzzwords. So all of our coverage, regardless of what gender you are, is through the Football in Berkshire Twitter account, the Instagram, whatever. So we are obviously still covering women's football, but just it's all through the Football in Berkshire account because football is for all guys. Lovely. So uh, it's... Uh... <laughs> It's goodbye from Tom Canning. See ya. <laughs> goodbye from Abby Tyson. See ya. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye.
This episode of Boxing Football Stories was hosted by Rob Davis and featured Abby Tyson and Tom Canning. It was produced by Tom Canning. Our intro music is called Space Camp from the album Everyday Adventures by Reading's very own Blocker Kings, which you can find on Spotify and all good music outlets. Find Football and Barks on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and at www.footballandbarkshire.com. Berkshire Football Stories is sponsored by the Curious Academy, skills hub running a sales academy, digital skills boot camps and data analytics training in Reading. To find out more, head to thecuriousacademy.co.uk.